Turning together to the book of Proverbs, continuing our series in this book of wisdom, literature. Jesus called this section Psalms, though it's Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon, as well as Job. Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs 11, verse 13. A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. I'd like to speak to us this afternoon on give up gossip. Give up gossip. We read the passages, two of the passages in the New Testament that um, apply to gossips and gossiping. The people are called busybodies. Another good name, well, another name, synonym for a talebearer. A talebearer is busy, but he's a busybody, or she's a busy. He's busy. Uh, taking information around that shouldn't be spread. Perhaps our word gossip is, is a figure of speech called onomatopoeia. Uh, it's like whisperer or snake. Uh, it's, it's a word that sounds like its meaning. A gossip is uh, perhaps an English uh, coined word like we read in the scriptures a murmurer is another English word but Hebrew and Greek has such phenomena words that sound like their meaning perhaps I'll do a series on repeated proverbs there are there are expressions that are repeated in proverbs can you think of any well, very similar is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But they would, they would be counted as a repeated couplet. Uh, remember, there's a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Another one, righteousness delivers from death. Very poignant doctrinal text. But of all the repeated Proverbs, in the book of Proverbs, it's very telling that three of the repeats have to do with gossip. Three, not two, three of the repeated Proverbs deal with gossip. If you have a pen, 11.13 and 20.19 say, A talebearer revealeth secrets. 1628 and 179 say either a whisperer separated friends or he that repeats a matter separates friends. So the separation of, of good friends is caused by gossiping, can be caused by gossiping. And then the third repeated couplet about gossip is 188 and 2622. 
The words of a talebearer are as wounds and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Three repeated proverbs deal with the sin of gossip. So this is a, a very important subject. And it's an interesting um, it's an interesting definition of the Hebrew word to say it's a tail-bearer. That's a pretty clever English word, isn't it? Tail-bearer. One who bears tails. They may be... Now, we think of a tail as something that isn't true, but a tail-bearer can be a bearer of good, of true tails or false tails. But a false tail-bearer is usually called a slanderer in the Bible. He's actually lying. Although we can say a gossip is, in a sense, it, it, he's lying in that he's, he's, he's not trying to use the truth to build up someone. He's using the truth to, to tear down someone. Just like the person that might be a, a witness, a, a true witness again in an unjust cause is a lie. The root word for tailbearer there are, two, there are two Hebrew words translated tail-bearer in, in Proverbs. The first one has the root word of merchant. And you'll see how it, it seems to go. And the second root word is the root word for murmur. In other words, a tail-bearer is one who's a merchant of, of tails is someone who trades tails, exchanges tails with someone else. In other words, they merchandise Judy and Judy. They merchandise juicy information. So the, you can understand when Leviticus 19, the Lord says, "Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among your people." The up and down, literally, a tailbearer shall not go, go or walk among your people. In other words, they're 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 merchandising their tails. They're going among the people of God, spreading these tails. Just like it says in the New Testament that, that people should keep busy in a, in a in a lawful work, and a woman should get married, for instance. Because the temptation is to go from house to house, up and down among the people. And in the New Testament, they're busybodies. And in Thessalonians, an interesting play on words. They, they're, they're not working, but they are working. But the word, first word is they're not working you know, with their hands. They're working around. They're busybodies is the word for working around. Busy is the word work body working around and so they're going up and down as tail bearers so it's not just a New Testament sin right uh, the end of the book of, of uh, Malachi did not cease the end of the sin of tail bearing tail bearing has been from the very beginning as the devil was a tail bearer in the garden of Eden wasn't he speaking evil about the Lord, spreading rumors about the Lord. 
And then you have, remember, the root word of murmuring. So a talebearer, in a sense, is murmuring about someone else's faults or murmuring about someone else's strengths, but twisting those words about strength into negatives, right? It's used in Deuteronomy 1.27. They actually gossiped about God as if he had caused the exodus out of hatred for the people of Israel. It's a, it's a very strange but a telling um, text. Deuteronomy one twenty seven. we read, And ye murmured, same root word for tail-bearing, you murmured in your tents and said, Because the Lord hated us, He has brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites, to destroy us. So you can listen to the people saying, why did the Lord send us from Egypt? Well, He sent us from Egypt because He hates us and He wants us to die at the hands of the Amorites. So the people were murmuring about the Lord. They were actually gossiping about the Lord in their tents and He heard them. He hears everything. Our thoughts and certainly are like words to you and me, to him. But they were lying. In this case, they were slandering the Lord. and But they were still gossiping and causing uh, people to think evil about the Lord. To uh, destroy His name and His reputation. So what is gossip? Many definitions that are similar, but spreading truth or lies in order to harm one another's reputation and to elevate one's own name. It's not just to harm another's reputation, but it's because of our pride to elevate our own reputation, our own name. So again, thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer or a slanderer among your people. Don't be a merchant of tales, trading stories about other people. And usually you can tell a, a gossip when you hear something like, Did you hear about so-and-so? Have you heard about? Or the pious gossip says, I have something for you to pray about. Pray for so-and-so that... We need to be careful. There are many... There are many uh, ways in which gossip is couched could be an innuendo a hint a whisper a wink of an eye a half truth i saw him out i saw him at the tavern the other day as if he's getting drunk but it was true that he was at the tavern but he was outside the tavern handing literature to people who were coming out or distorted facts or secrets that should be kept and are unkept by gossip. Exaggerated facts beyond recognition or sins that are uncontained that are gossiped about before, you know, sins that are being dealt with, for instance, with counselors or with, you know, privately among the, peop- among the leaders of the church. We need to be very careful that we don't gossip Again, 1 Timothy, they learn to be idle 
Gossipers are usually idle. They have a lot of time on their hands. That's why it tells us in Thessalonians that you need to be busy. Paul was warning the Thessalonians about people who would not work. They've learned. It's a learned idleness. Just like we, we uh, in, in the United States of America, how many people have we entitled to idleness? And where you have idleness, you usually have, uh, like it says, they're, they're idle, wandering about from house to house, could be from phone to phone, and not only idle, but tattlers also, and busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. In other words, it's not just outside the church, but inside the church you can have soap operas. I remember when I was growing up, if I was ever home at whatever time, I don't remember if it was 10 o'clock in the morning or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I think it was afternoon, you'd have channels, what, 3, 5, and 9, 3, 5, and 7. It's, at Syracuse it was 3, 5, and 9, I think. And it seemed like at that time there were always soap operas on. And I, don't, I looked on my phone under soap operas just to see some names. And I only recognized one. And it, it's typical of the, of the title of a soap opera. I remember, it's, it's, I don't think they're playing today, but I remember distinctly, As the World Turns. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a soap opera? As the World Turns, I catch all the tales that I can. I mean, a soap opera is a series where the same characters are day by day interacting and there's all kinds of juicy information going around. One of the soap operas I noticed that sounds like the arena of gossip is called The Days of Our Lives. And again, doesn't that sound like a gossiping medium? The Days of Our Lives. Just I want to know about the days of your life so I can find out about the secret things. Obviously, this, this sin is relevant to several commandments. Certainly, uh, in the name of the Lord, we can take His name in vain if we're saying, well, let's pray for this person. He has the problem of this or that. This has happened in his life. And if we're not really concerned about that person or we're giving information to someone that doesn't need to know it, Again, we don't need to know every single prayer request of other churches that may be personal and private in matter. And we sometimes take it outside to our church and, and people don't need to know these, these struggles that others might be having that they've um, you know, committed to the prayer of their brothers and sisters in their family. Obviously, it could be a, number five where we're dishonoring someone by spreading information that we shouldn't. Or murder, we're, we're slandering someone's name. And of course, the ninth commandment that we considered today, false witness by gossiping and slandering. So a, the slanderer is certainly uh, in the same field as the gossip. Chapter 10, verse 18 says, the wicked worketh a deceitful work, but he, him that soweth righteousness shall be a sure reward. So, the, this, the other person is sowing unrighteousness in, in a deceitful work. In other words, his, his, his business is slandering versus the righteous person that sows righteousness. 
And the other person will get a sure um, punishment. Lying lips are slandering lips. Remember Joseph. The Bible tells us that Joseph brought back an evil report to his father. What does that mean? It was something true. It's not saying that he was gossiping and slandering his brothers. It's saying that he, was, he brought back a true report that they were doing evil. That's the idea. He brought back the evil report. But notice, he brought it to his father. He doesn't say he brought it to his friends. He doesn't say he brought it to others. He didn't go out. He went up. And there's that principle again. Jeremiah calls it defaming. I heard of the defaming of many. Jeremiah was listening to slander and, and, and gossip and he was bringing judgment upon the nation. Chapter 25, and we're going to turn a few times in our study this afternoon. Chapter 25 in verse 10 we read, well, let's start with verse 9. Debate, debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself and discover not a secret to another. That's saying you have some private matter that you're discussing, and in this case you're debating with your neighbor, but it's a private matter. It's a secret matter. But if you discover it to others as a talebearer, your neighbor who you're debating with, I think is the idea in verse 10, lest he that heareth it put thee to shame. It could be the, the listener or the person you're trying to spread the fame, the, 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 uh, the gossip to. But what's going to happen, you just when you gossip, you're sending a, 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 what do you call it, a boomerang. The Bible saying you're actually reaping what you're sowing, and the illustration is a boomerang. Lest he that heareth it put thee to shame, and thine infamy, the word infamy is evil report. So you've tried to hurt someone else, and it's, it's bounced back, and you actually... Uh, have lost your respect. Uh, your neighbor has lost respect for you. You've been debating, not just a debate, but just say it's a discussion about something and instead of keeping it secret, they may have said, please keep this to yourself or just something that doesn't need to spread. You know, you have a, a neighbor that, you have a beef with your neighbor and it doesn't, it doesn't need to spread all the, you know, all the time. If it's a person that, you know, is just lost and you're reaching him for Christ, you know, we could pray for his salvation, but some of the specifics of that neighbor should not necessarily be spread. Infamy, an interesting word, isn't it? Um, who was what president said that, that uh, was it the uh, Japanese um, attack on Pearl Harbor? Go down in infamy. It's an evil report. He was at the top, and obviously it was a public thing. He wasn't gossiping about Japan. But Joseph took his brother's evil report up to his father. But in Numbers 13, 32, and 36, ten of the spies brought an evil report of the land, and they spread it out. They didn't just take it up to Moses and Aaron. And it tells us that they, they gave an evil report of the land. And in verse 36 it says they slandered upon the land. 
In other words, they actually slandered God. God said, it's a good land. You're going to go take it. I want you to, I want you to uh, survey it and bring back a good report. That is, tell them what good things are there. Don't worry about the enemies. I've already destroyed a nation. And instead, bringing the good report of the Lord back and about the land, they brought an evil report. And so the ten, those ten uh, uh, spies paid for it with their lives. So the slanderer is the worst form of the gossip. You never lie about anyone or, or uh, even especially gossip about the Lord. And how often have you heard people give an evil report of God? how God slaughtered people in the Old Testament or that He would require the slaughtering of His Son or, or uh, slandering the name of Jesus. They said He was a wine-bibber and a, and a uh, glutton and called John the reverse. And it's the way it is in the world. The world says, we want you to toe, the, toe our line instead of the Lord being sovereign. The world says... You know, remember that game that Jesus talked about, the, how the children in the marketplace played games? Well, the first game was, let's play wedding. And, and he, they, they blamed Jesus and Christians on, we want to play wedding, but you want to play funeral. We want to play funeral, and you want to play wedding. In other words, obviously, we, we mourn over their, their uh, weddings, over their parties. We mourn over their drunkenness. We mourn over their, their uh, lust. We mourn over these wicked things. We can't dance when they want to play wedding. And when they want us to mourn because uh, they couldn't party as much during the, during the uh, epidemic or pandemic, we rejoice. I mean, I rejoice that the Russellites couldn't go door to door for two years, and I don't even think they still picked up on it yet. And it's certainly our opportunity to have to have uh, witnessed for the Lord. But the world is opposite to believers. The second category under this item is confidentiality. Talebearer revealeth secrets, again, chapter 11, verse 13, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. And again, it's found in 2019. A talebearer revealeth secrets. Now, a secret is here a positive, not some negative. It's not, well, keep this secret. I uh, robbed the bank yesterday. Or I, I, I murdered someone yesterday. It's not some truth that needs to be exposed. It's It's a... It's a kind, it might even be a kind of impropriety, but it's something that should be kept secret. For instance, I know there, there are many examples, but someone comes up to you and says, Would you pray for me? I have sodomite tendencies. That doesn't need to be made public. I, I struggle with the sin of sodomy, but I'm, I repent and I ask your prayers for help. That should not be a, a, a secret that's made open. If someone says to you, would you please keep this secret, and they give you a proper reason, and it's not something that's dangerous, it's going to hurt the public, we should be willing to keep something secret. If we feel that by keeping it secret, we're trying to help the person along in their life, well, we should 
we should there are times when even husbands are kept keep things from their wives and wives from their husbands and it's not that they're breaching their their relationship but it's something that uh, they know that might hurt their spouse for some reason and they don't need to know that information verse 9 of chapter 17 tells us that it's uh, another text that's similar 17 verse 9 says he that covereth a transgression seeketh love but he that repeateth the matter separateth friends so there it is you're, you're covering even a, 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 a transgression now a transgression is a synonym could be a synonym for some impropriety You don't need to spread abroad a friend that you know um, is has some has some uh, habit that needs to be shed, but you're helping them along, and you're not trying to to uh, be negative about them. So again, it could be a sin being dealt with already by counselors. It could be a private matter to be kept confidential. It could be a public matter that's being managed and scheduled to become public in due time. Like if, 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 if there's a particular public sin in a church and the elders are dealing with it and some elder then can be a gossip and spread that information before it needs to be given. Again, it's not a dangerous matter necessarily. It's just a matter that's being dealt with and they know in due time that the person in you know in a schedule in, in you know a schedule of events is going to make something public. It's not something that is being ignored by being kept secret that is that should be dealt with. You understand that that's what the Bible the Bible can't say what it can't say. So a private sin that one is seeking help about a personal matter that is very delicate it could be perhaps a woman that said, you know, I had an abortion years ago and I, and I need help dealing with it. It doesn't need to be something that is made public in the church of Jesus Christ. So not a secret that's dangerous if kept hidden. Someone who murdered or a rapist or an actual child molester. But um, look at chapter 25 and I think it applies... Chapter 25, I think I read that earlier, but chapter 25 and verses 9 to 10, debate thy cause with thy neighbor himself and discover not a secret to another. So again, a matter between you and your neighbor where you've confronted or you've been confronted confronted, and you're breaching your, 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 your uh, relationship with your neighbor if you spread it. And verse 10 says... Uh, if you spread some secret that shouldn't be spread, a bad opinion of you may be formed, which is going to be very hard to shake. And that's what it says. Thine infamy will not turn away. You're going to have a hard thing to shake. If you're, if you're known as a gossip, as someone that cannot um, harbor a secret or a, something confidential, then someone isn't going to, you're not going to be approached. By people, if they if they know that you've, now you say, well, 
me being a gossiper has been gossiped about. But yet, it's uh, even if it's just this neighbor that now has a bad opinion of you because you leaked something that was confidential. But even the person you leaked it to can be can be he, now he's formed an opinion. If especially if he says, "Look, I shouldn't have known this information. You should not have shared this with me." So it's not just the neighbor you've debated with, but now the the, the uh, Christian or the person that refuses to now spread that rumor is rebuking you for spreading it to him. So now you got two people that have formed a poor opinion of you. The neighbor you confront, that you debated with, and the person that you spread the rumor to. So again, it can be a boomerang. You ever been hit by a boomerang? It doesn't, it, it, it smarts, doesn't it? The Bible teaches us in Proverbs that friendships are at jeopardy because of gossip. Again, that, that couplet. Chapter sixteen twenty eight. Hope you're seeing some pages. I hope you've read every page in Proverbs because we're reading one per day of the month, right? But maybe you have a new Bible and two pages are sticking together. Sixteen twenty eight says, "A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer notice that whisper separate chief friend." Or good friends. And then you have in 2620, you don't necessarily have to turn there. 2620 says, Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. By the way, the word whisper is the same word for that's translated normally talebearer. If you look up that Hebrew word, it's only translated whisper. I think that was a good translation. Um, but the other four or five times it's always talebearer. So whisperer is a very good um, translation. So what it's saying is if you're a, a gossiper, a whisperer, you at least you you cause strife. At worst you separate chief friends. Now what does that mean to separate friends? Does it mean I've gossiped about someone else and therefore my friendship with that person has now um, evaporated. But normally what happens is the, the gossip is jealous about someone else's friendship. Maybe they would, they would want to be closer to that person than that person's friend. And so what they want to do is they want to put a wedge between those two people so that they can be a closer friend. And that's... But I think the main idea here that they gossip, they whisper about one of those two people, the one that they aren't wanting to be friends necessarily with, so that they can become chief friends with that person and separate them from the other. Are you following me? Am I making sense? They're found, they say that I, you know, they want to be best friends with this person, but they find that this person has a best friend already. And they're jealous about that. And what they do is they, they try to separate those two so that they'll be joined to the one. And therefore, they use gossip as that wedge. We need to be very careful. You know, King Saul tried to separate Jonathan from David, didn't he? We have some examples in the Bible. 
Chapter 17, verse 9 says, He that repeateth the matter separateth the very friends. And so you've got, you've got uh, three verses actually, but repeating a matter is, again, repeating a matter that shouldn't be spread, any kind of impropriety. So it could be the gossiper's friendship that's hurt, or the gossiper's targeted person or targeted friendship that's hurt. But both friendships can be severed. Is it worth severing friendships among the people of God? There were people at odds in Philippi. Remember the women, Euodius and Syntyche? And Paul wanted them to, their friendship to mesh. He didn't want them to have, be at odds with each other. He wanted them to be good friends. And I understand, you know, we need to be careful when we say, well, I've got a best friend. You know, I understand that, I understand friendships in the Bible. You know, David and Jonathan and, and uh, the friendship evangelists, evangelists that went. But we need to remember that we need to love every brother or sister in the church of Jesus Christ. And uh, those, the Bible teaches us that those that seem to be friendless and those that seem to be ostracized are the ones that we should be making an effort to befriend. Like the poor person is hated even of his neighbor, the book of Proverbs says. Is that a positive? Is that saying something good? It's, it's not. It's, the Lord is the one who makes the poor and the rich. The poor you will always have with you. And we need to be careful because everyone... Well, it says many people love those that give gifts. Many people want to be a friend of the benefactor, of the wealthy person. But we, ought to, we all want to shun the poor person. Why? Because they can't help us, can they? They, they can't enrich us. They can't give us gifts. And those are the very people. And, and, and those that don't have many friends. Well, you might say, they have an idiosyncrasy. You know, they do things that annoy me or... They just they just turn me the wrong way. Well, isn't the Lord one who is a friend of sinners, one who who reaches out to those that are in need? Can we help that person that annoys people? Are we concerned that that annoyance uh, uh, is is perhaps a, a, a fault that can be corrected? Who's going to help correct it? We're going to wait for somebody else to do it. But we ought to love all the people of God. Friendships at jeopardy because of gossip. And the Bible also warns against the listener of gossip, the evil tendency of listening to gossip. Listen to these words again in 18.8 and 26.32. Uh, 26, say, they say the same thing in Hebrew. 18.8. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. What is that saying? The words of a talebearer are as wounds. Who are they wounding in a sense here? Now, what this seems to say is sticks and stones may break my bones, they'll wound me, and names will ever hurt me. It's not that they'll never hurt me. Is that what it's saying? Now, what that is a truth, right? Tailbearing does wound people. Gossip and slander hurt. 
But many of the commentators are in agreement that this word translated wounds, are as wounds, can be translated to swallow greedily or can be translated tasty morsels or tidbits. So, it is referring to the person uh, listening to gossip, but it's not saying that the person listening to gossip is being hurt. It's saying that the person listening to gossip wants it. It's They're tidbits to him. They're tasty morsels. They love the lunch of gossip. So the words of a talebearer are as tasty morsels going down into the innermost parts of the belly. They're hungry for gossip. It's, it's not just lunch. It's dessert for people to listen to gossip. They want to swallow it greedily. It's true that that gossip can wound people, but we don't believe that's being said in this particular verse. We've already looked at verses. It wounds friendships. It wounds reputations. It wounds good names. But this one is, is warning people not to listen to gossip, which is a sin as well. We can't say, well, I didn't spread it, but we listened to it. We allowed it to be spread to us. And so, the next time we hear somebody say, did you hear what somebody else, somebody did? Wait a minute. Before you tell me, is it something I need to know? And sometimes we offend gossips like that because we, we, uh, we, we uh, are killjoys. But we need to want to protect the reputation of the person that they're gossiping about. Is gossip tasty for you to eat? Is it like ice cream and pie? Again, it's a warning. Look at chapter 20 and verse 19. It can ricochet on us if we love to listen to gossip, not just if we want to spread it. Chapter 20 and verse 19. He, he that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Now notice, now they're warning about the person who's listening. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. So it's saying here, don't meddle with the talebearer who's flattering you with the secrets of others. Because why would it say, don't meddle with him? The underlying thing, the thing between the lines is one day he's going to hurt you. If he's gossiping about somebody else, you're going to be the brunt of gossip. The person's not going to stop with others. So the Bible's saying, stay away from the gossip. Do not associate with him. Remember Proverbs 1320, and this kind of um, dovetails into the subject of friendship. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. A companion of gossips will not prosper. And so we need to be, first of all, repenting of our gossip. And so I conclude with let's avoid talebearing and slandering. Meddle not means avoid people like that. Don't get involved with them. Don't listen. Don't associate with them. First of all, we should rebuke one another. And how many verses are the wise the wise man receives correction? Over and over in Proverbs. I don't know how many times I prayed this year. Lord, help me to receive rebuke. Help me to love the person that rebukes me. 
And so a godly person who's, who's been strangled, hurt by being a gossip, will receive our correction. Will receive correction from some brother or sister. That information should not be spread. That's something personal, or that's an that's a that's a a problem that that they should that, that their counselors are dealing with, or that's something that should be kept. That should only be taken up, brother or sister. And then the verse says, "Where no wood is, there the fire goes out. So where there is no talebearer, the strife ceases." What is that saying? Maybe they need to just go. So, if you're dating, say you're not married, you're dating a gossip, what's the answer? Change your phone number. (laughs) If you've befriended a gossip, the Bible says several times, go make sure your friend. It's it's used in context of of agreements, of, of debts, but it's a friendship is an agreement. How can two walk together except they be agreed? And if you're a, if you're a good friend with a gossip, most likely, unless you're strong and you're making an effort, you're going to be affected rather than vice versa. If it's a church member, maybe they should be barred from the Lord's table, and if necessary, excommunicated because you can't. We can, the church cannot afford a gossip in its tender in its membership. So if gossip is our tendency, and perhaps it's the tendency among almost everyone, is there, is there anyone in the church that can say, I've never gossiped, or I haven't gossiped this year? So like it says in other texts, them that steal, steal no more. Them that gossip, gossip no more. Start restraining from gossip. Answer is guard our our neighbor's name. It really comes down to loving our neighbor. Let's guard their good name. They guard their reputation. Especially guard their soul. They need the Lord. They need to be right with God. If if especially if they are a gossip, we need to go to them. Remember, if they're a gossip, we need to approach them. And if they won't give it up. To take it to some to, to another brother or sister to take to us, but I think this is one of the sins that what do we call soft sins in the church? When's the last time we repented of our gossip? Just like anxiety is one of those what do we call them in the church? The the uh, the respectable sins in the church. I think gossip is too often couched as, again, like the pious gossiper. I want to tell you this because we need to pray for this person. Really what we want to do is is spread juicy information and we want to taste gossip for dessert. We need to repent of our gossip and we need to restrain ourselves and love our neighbor, and love the Lord and not misrepresent Him. Jesus didn't go around spreading secrets about other people, did He? He rebuked people publicly. What did He say? I didn't teach these things in secret. I wasn't secretive in my ministry. If I saw something public, I rebuked in public. Peter was rebuked in the publicity of the disciples. But there were times when Jesus, no doubt, talked to His people privately about 
sins that should, should have been kept private. So let's be more like our Savior. Let's hate gossip first in ourselves. And let's be a people again that spread the truth. And where there's positive information, it can go out and up, right? Where there's negative information, and, the, the, and I understand there are exceptions, but the exception proves the rule. There's negative information, like Joseph taking the evil report of his brothers up, up to where it should go. May the Lord bless us with this teaching of His Word.